Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans, with part one of this message entitled, Steps to Holiness. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your one and only Son. He saved us. His name is Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Your Son set us free. Free from the dominion of sin and death and the devil and flesh and the world. He gave us freedom that we never experienced before. Before we could only sin. Now we are able to love God and obey God. This is glorious freedom. And help us to live in freedom. That we will never desire to go back to that senseless slavery. This we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Romans 6, 11 through 14. I'll speak today and the next time concerning steps to holiness. Steps to holiness. Too many Christians today think that Christian antinomianism is normal. That sanctification is not mandatory, but optional. Justification by grace through faith is all that is necessary to get to heaven. But what does the Bible say? St. Paul in 1 Thessalonians 4 tells us, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Paul exhorts Timothy, Exercise thyself to godliness, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Writer to the Hebrews tells us, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. St. John tells us in 1 John 3, everyone who has this hope in him, That is hope in the second coming of Christ. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount said this. Blessed are the pure in heart for they 
That is, they alone will see God. Friends, holiness, godliness, holy living, obedience to God is not optional. It is mandatory for every true believer. The man who lives in sin is not saved at all. For grace that saves is at the same time opposed to sin. He who sins habitually will hear from the Lord on that day. Depart from me, you who practice anomia, lawlessness, wickedness. I said last time, the basis of our godly life is our union with Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection through our faith baptism, as we learn from Romans 6, 1 through 10. We studied Jesus died once for all with respect to sin. And in him we died with respect to sin. The wages of sin is death and it is paid in full by Jesus Christ. We died to sin in the death of Christ. Also, Jesus rose from the dead and we rose with him. And we are told that Jesus Christ never dies again. He lives to God having finished with his work of atonement. Because he lives, we live also. Because he lives, we live in him forever serving God. We live forever in his indestructible everlasting life. We live in the newness of life. My old man, we are told in verse 6, has been crucified with Christ on the cross. My old man, in Adam man, no longer lives. And the body of sin, this dying body of sin, is rendered powerless for the purpose that I may not serve sin, but serve God. St. Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He tells us to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. In Christ, man is the new man. He is the free man. He is posse non pecare man who is capable of saying no to sin and obey Jesus Christ. 
The new man, in Christ, man is a fighter. He's not passive, he's active. He fights against the devil and sin. And he wins. Because Jesus Christ, by his death, defeated all our enemies. Sin is not dead. Neither the devil, but they are defeated. In Christ, man resists the devil. And the devil flees. He resists sin. And sin flees. In Christ man is a super conqueror. He is a David who by faith kills the giant Goliath. So let us consider the steps of holiness as taught in Romans 11 through 14. First, consider. Verse 11, consider. In the same way, count yourselves. Consider dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Consider. This is the first of several exhortations in the book of Romans. First of several divine imperatives based on the indicative of Christ's death and resurrection and our death and resurrection with him. In justification, God declares us just on the basis of our faith in what Jesus Christ alone has done. In sanctification, we work out what God works in us. We are told that he works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Friends, he who justifies also sanctifies. Jesus Christ is not only righteousness, but he is also holiness. And he imparts that holiness to us. Yet in sanctification, the believer has something to do, a part to play. Sanctification is not an expedience to be received. It is not a gift to be received. What is it? It is a life of obedience lived out in the power of God. In other words, in sanctification, we are active, not passive. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, that is, unto obedience which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. So the first exhortation, the first step 
in holiness is consider yourselves dead with respect to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The Greek word is logizeste. It is speaking of logical thinking. Keep on considering, thinking, realizing, remembering, meditating, accounting, calculating, reasoning, keeping before your mind the fact of your union with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Consider the imperative is based on the indicative of our union with Christ. Think what is objectively true. Count as true what is in fact true. It is like my saying, don't behave as a baby because you are not a baby. You are an adult. Or saying to someone who just married yesterday, don't behave as a single person. Behave as a married person because it is true that you are married. Or someone who just became a citizen of this country, formerly from China. I say to that person, live! As a citizen of this country. No longer you are citizen of China. Think. Consider. Reason. That which is objectively true. We are dead to sin and alive to God. Dead forever. And alive to God forever. The regime of sin is over. The regime of God has begun which has no end. We've been rescued from the kingdom of sin, death, devil, and darkness. And are brought now into the kingdom of God, life and light and the glorious freedom of the children of God. Don't just emote. Think. Know who you are and where you are and who your new king is. Keep on accounting the truth. You died to sin, you are dead. As Martin Lloyd Jones says, and Dr. Boyce reflects, let me tell you, it is not that my duty to die, my duty is to die to sin. That's not what it is saying. No, I died to sin. The former boss. Number two. It is not a command to die to sin. I'm already dead. 
Number three, it is not to reckon that sin as a force in me is dead. Sin is still a force in me, but it is not dominant. Number four, it is not that sin in me has been eradicated. It has not been eradicated. Number five, it is not that I am dead to sin as long as I gain victory over sin. Number six, it is not that reckoning myself dead to sin makes me dead to sin. I am dead to sin. I died to sin in the death of Jesus Christ with respect to sin. Reckon, consider, reason. In Christ's death to sin, I died to sin. Now and forevermore. In Christ's resurrection, I rose again and lives to God forever. Sin is still in our dying body as a power. It desires to reassert its former authority. But friends, it is a defeated power. You are dead to sin. This reckoning is not cooking the books. This is not wishful thinking. This is not an ugly person reckoning to be very beautiful or a D student reckoning to be an A student in the middle of the night. It is not a pauper accounting himself to have a fat bank account. It is knowing and thinking truth. Reckon. This is what Abraham did. So we read in Hebrews 11. By faith Abraham when God tested him. Offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who has received the promise. Was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him. It is through Isaac. That your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned. There is the word reasoned. Logis Samanos. Abraham accounted. Abraham reasoned. Abraham thought God's thought after him. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. Or what Paul says in Galatians 2 and verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. He was reckoning the truth. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Or look at the usage of this Verb reckon in the Bible. God reckons our sin to Jesus Christ. That's not fantasy. That's not unreality. That is the truth. He put our sin upon Jesus Christ. 
And God reckons Christ's righteousness, his perfect righteousness to us. That's not unreality. That's not fantasy. That's the truth. We are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ now and forevermore. So negatively know that we are dead in Christ Jesus and positively know we are alive in Christ Jesus. Alive to live for God. In Christ Jesus we are told it's all in Christ Jesus. That is in union with Jesus Christ. In Christ, in Jesus, in him. Appears 164 times in Paul's writings. And it is the first time it appears here in this episode. In Christ. We are in Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? No enemy can touch us. Can harm us. Can destroy us. Can take away from Christ. No one is able to snatch us out of my hand. Neither can anyone snatch us from the hand of the Father. We are in him, sir. Consider yourselves in your whole being dead to sin. And in your whole being alive to God in union with Jesus Christ. No sin, no devil can take us back as his slave again. We are God's slaves. We are set free people. And look at verse chapter 6 verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin. Meaning from the dominion of sin. And have become slaves to God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. If the sun sets you free. You are indeed and forever free. Know this. Reckon this. Account. Calculate. Knowledge of this is so important. We read in Hosea 4, 6, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. Or Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 2 and 3, hear, O heavens, listen, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his master, the donkey his owner's manger. But Israel does not know, my people do not understand. Friends, saints, Fellow believers, know the truth and live daily by this truth. I have no obligation to sin. 
I am obligated to God alone. I therefore live for the praise of his glorious grace. The second step. We read in chapter 6 and verse 12. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. So that you obey its evil desires. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Therefore, it says, that's the reason. That is in view of our union with Christ. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Because we died with Christ and risen with Christ. Because we have no obligation to sin. Because Jesus paid all our debts. Let not the old master sin exercise dominion in your dying body that you may obey its lusts as in the former times. In other words, don't let sin rule you again. And that tells you that a believer in Jesus Christ has freedom. Don't let sin rule you. I as a believer has freedom. To resist this former defeated king. And stop him in his tracks. We have the freedom to disobey sin. Which desires to reassert its dominion over us. The slave has been set free. But the old master wants you to be ignorant. And you have a habit Or being obedient to him. Know the truth. Set free. You are not a slave anymore. You have no obligation to that master. During our pre-regenerate days. We were slaves of sin. Obedient slaves of sin. And disobedient to God. As we read in Ephesians 2, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. It was old time, sir. Now we are regenerated. Now we have a new nature, divine nature, sir. We have a new dynamic. We have the resurrection power within us. In us dwells the Holy Spirit. We now are led by the Spirit. We serve God in the newness of life, in the newness of the Holy Spirit. We exercise freedom to disobey sin and obey God, sir. To us now, grace is king. Jesus Christ is Lord. He has 
received all authority in heaven and on earth. He defeated sin, death, and the devil by his death and resurrection. Jesus Christ is the King of kings. And we have been made kings. With power and authority and rule and dignity given to us. You are seated with Christ. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace. And the gift of righteousness. Notice reign in life. Through the one man Jesus Christ. We reign in life. Ignorant people will be slaves. Knowledge will set you free. So we exercise authority. We rule sir. We exercise dominion over sin. And the devil. And the world. And the flesh. And demons. We are seated with Christ. St. Paul tells us in Titus 2, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us. From all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, zealous, eager to do what is good. Paul told us in Romans 3 verse 9, we were under sin, under its authority, under its thumb, and the whole world is under sin. Not only that, we were also under law that demanded and commanded and condemned us, that gave strength to sin. But thanks be to God, in the death of Jesus Christ, we died to sin and we died to law that condemned us. Yes, friends, Yes, sin is still in our mortal bodies. Sin twists and perverts the good instincts of the body and make them sinful. Take the case of hunger. I'll be concerned if you are not hungry. That means you are sick. Hunger is good. But sin takes hunger into gluttony, into bulimia, into anorexia. Twists it, perverts it. Thirst. That's good. But sin takes it into alcoholism and caffeine addiction and so on. Sexuality is good. But sin takes it into pornography, fornication, adultery, bestiality, homosexuality, lesbianism, incest and so on. Rest. And sleep is good. But sin twists it into sloth and laziness. Tongue is a good member of our body. But sin twists it into slander and gossip. And so on. 
So we are told, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you may be obedient to its lusts. Don't let it happen. That means you are free. You don't have to do it. Don't come and tell me you did it again. You didn't have to do it. You are free from sin's dominion. Not free from sin, but free from sin's dominion. Reckon that you are dead to sin and alive to God. No longer you are sin's servants. You are Christ's servants. Be a soldier. Fight the good fight. Flex your spiritual muscle. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God and wrestle against all enemies of godliness. Christus victor. Christ is victor. He has defeated all of our enemies. So resist the devil and sin. They must and they shall flee from believers who stand with Christ and fight. Look at Joseph. He said, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? And he was victorious. Look at Daniel. He resolved not to defile his body with non-kosher food. And he became victorious. But look at the great warrior, great fighter, David. He didn't fight when he saw Bathsheba. Oh, what a terrible defeat this man experienced. Fight! We can do all things through Jesus Christ who makes us strong. Sin cannot rule me anymore. I died to sin. Now in Christ, I rule sin. I control my body. I decide how much I eat. I know my position. I know my rights. I know sin has no claim on me. Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe in the Bible. I read it. I study it to know who I am and what my rights are. I overcome the devil and sin by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm an overcomer, sir. I'm a fighter. And I win. I don't fight without any purpose. I fight with a purpose. And that purpose is to win. I am a king. I fight to win. Holy Spirit is in me. I know the Holy Scriptures that tells me who I am in Christ. I'm not a spiritual ignoramus. I say, it is written. 
to the devil. And I say it with conviction. I live by the Spirit. And I use the sword of the Spirit. I make every thought, I take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. God's grace abounds to me and I abound in every good work. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all therefore all died and he died for all. What's the purpose? That those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. That's the purpose of our Christian life. Listen to St. Peter, 1 Peter 4. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude because he who has suffered in his body is finished with sin, done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Be a fighter, sir. Listen to Romans 8.13, this language of violence. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the sins of the body, you will live. Fighting, sir. Killing. Or Colossians 3 and verse 5. Put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed. Put to death it says. Seize how St. Paul uses his freedom. 1 Corinthians 9.27 No, I beat my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. I exercise control over my body. I rule my body. It doesn't rule me. As God's free man, I beat my body and make it my slave to obey Jesus Christ and to disobey sin. I have no obligation to the flesh. I as a Pentecostal believer put to death the misdeeds of the body by the Holy Ghost. I am a son of God. I am led by the Spirit. I am filled with the Spirit. Sin shall not win. In Christ I win and we win. In Christ having done all we will stand. I'm able to put to death whatever belongs to my earthly nature. I'm set free. I'm a son of God. I'm a king. I have a new nature. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been redeemed from sin. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I honor God with my body.
I'm no longer in Egypt to obey Pharaoh. I've been redeemed. I'm a citizen of heaven. I obey God. I work out my salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in me to will and to do his good pleasure. I do not follow the devil as before. Now I follow Jesus Christ in his footsteps. He commanded me to deny myself and take the cross daily and follow him. Yes, I face temptation daily. But what does the scripture say? No temptation has seized you. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out, an exodus, so that you can stand up under it. Let's praise the Lord, he said. Don't come and tell me you had temptation. God is faithful, sir. He will make certain that you are shown a way so that you will stand victorious. First Peter 2, 11 and 12. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Or listen to what St. Paul says. Listen to this, friends. You don't have to sin. Isn't that wonderful, sir? You don't have to sin, sir. You don't have to sin at all. Here is the guarantee, Galatians 5, 16 through 18. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. That means (laughs) Holy Spirit is against the flesh. And the flesh is against the Holy Spirit. And as long as I am led by the Holy Spirit, tell me who is going to win. Holy Spirit will win through me. So don't let King Sin, the defeated former boss, reassert his kingship in your mortal body to obey its lust, resist him, exercise your freedom and power. Be an overcomer. Become what you are. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Know the truth. Reckon daily you are dead to sin. You are alive to serve God. Sin no longer is your master. It used to be. But no longer. It is used to be when we were dead in trespasses and sins. In which we used to live. When we followed the ways of this world. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Who continuously gratify the cravings of their sinful nature. And following its desires and thoughts. But something wonderful happened to us. God made us alive in Christ. We have been regenerated. We are given a new nature. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. 
We have a renewed mind. We delight in God's law. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So we love God and obey his commands, sir. (laughs) Friends, we hate sin. We love righteousness. We love Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. We are no longer hell-bound objects of God's wrath. We are objects of God's favor. We are God's sons and daughters. We belong to God's family. We have joined the church, the holy church, that is on her way to heaven. On the way to heaven, we fight the devil and sin in our body, and we win the victory and sing praise to God. Superabounding grace is king. We receive this superabounding grace daily, so we are kings. We daily exercise our kingship and power in our war against our enemies. We exercise this power and authority to live our daily life for God's glory. Friends, God delivered us out of Egypt. Some people want to go back. They like it. I don't, sir. God is with us. God guides us. God fights against Amalekites and we fight. God always wins and so do we. He goes before us. He is the way, the truth and the life. He leads us through Jordan to the city of the living God. Friends, there is a day coming when all wars will cease. All fights will be over. All enemies shall be disposed of. There shall only peace forevermore under the Prince of Peace. So Isaiah says this, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. Or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness. The sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the earling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra. And the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. There is coming a day. Fight will be over. But we will fight until we die. But we are looking forward, looking forward to that day. Of great peace in the new heaven and on the new earth. 
But in the meantime, life is exciting. I like a fight, sir. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for setting us free in Jesus Christ. Help us to enjoy freedom this day and every day of our life. Help us to fight against your enemies, sin and the devil by the power of the mighty Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled Steps to Holiness. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.